Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports of the Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course William Mo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, man. How's it going? Doing good, man. Glad to have you on the show as always. Hey, likewise, as usual. And I'm glad to have you all, ladies and gentlemen, checking out the mid-season finale of uh, this show. So I want to thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out, um, you know, the episode, you know, all these years. And, you know, if this is your first time checking out this show, welcome to the show. Uh, On this show, we talk sports, entertainment, and everything else. And, uh, you know, on today's show, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian season finale. Spoilers, or or should I say, there's going to be a lot of spoilers, so... If you haven't seen if you haven't seen the Mandalorian season finale up until now, you have my permission for the first time in history to not listen to this episode. Stop what you're <laughs> doing. Watch watch all all sixteen all sixteen chapters, especially the season the, the um season two finale. And as soon as you reward yourself for watching that awesome season finale Come right here and, and watch this episode because there will be spoilers. You've been warned. 
So we're gonna be talking. We're gonna talk about the the Mandalorian. We're also gonna talk about the um, you know the Jets and the Giants uh, playing uh, tomorrow. Uh, basically, you know the Jets are gonna be uh, on the road against the the Rams, and the Giants are gonna be hosting the Browns. We'll even talk about pre. Well, we'll talk about the you know the upcoming season with the Knicks. They're gonna start Wednesday night. We'll, we'll talk about how they're doing so far in the preseason games, and uh, also the Nets, and uh, also the hot stove with um, you know, all the rumors surrounding the Mets and the Yankees. And then we'll we'll you know, as usual, talk um, you know, wrestling what's going on with WWE, AEW, and you know all that good stuff. So. If you want to talk about any of these topics and more, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Um, if you'd like to talk about your thoughts on The Mandalorian, your reactions to um, the big reveal that was, you know, revealed on the show or anything that, you know, you feel like you want to get off your chest, feel free to call us at um, 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So feel free to share your thoughts on any of these topics or more. We'd love to hear from you. But with that said, let's talk about the Mandalorian, man. Let's talk about stars up in here. Yeah, man. Let's 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 talk. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it, man. So, where do I start? Like, man. I mean, you know what? I know how I feel. I'm gonna I'm gonna do you. I'm gonna let you go first, Mac. Cause I got oh, a lot man. to get off my chest. So I want you to I want you to dive into it. I want I want to I want to know how you feel. I'm gonna let you go first. I'm gonna let you bat lead off. It was a great episode. It was one of the well, it was the best episode of the season, I think. I mean, the episodes just kept getting better and better. You know, you last several weeks, you know, with finding out the origins of uh, Baby Yoda, um, finding out his name, um, Grogu, having, yeah, Grogu, having the appearance by um, what's her name again? Um, I forget her name now. Which one, uh, Ahsoka? Ahsoka. Um, and Bubba Fett, mm-hmm. and now in this episode, the, you know, this season finale, find out Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, the the last Jedi, he makes an appearance, you know, and that was just epic, man. I couldn't believe it. Like when I saw when when I saw the Jedi, I was thinking, you know, this could have been some unknown Jedi that we've never heard of, maybe. You know, but then when he just took off his hood and revealed his face, right then and there, I was shocked. You know, I was like, damn, Luke in his prime. I mean, that was just epic. And the way he's just destroying those uh, dark um, troopers, kind of reminiscent of how Darth Vader, um, you know, fought off the rebels in uh, Rogue One. Remember Mm -hmm. that scene? I mean, it was exactly like that. And it was just epic to see it. I, I I don't know what else to say. It was just a great episode, um, just because of Luke Skywalker's appearance. Uh, absolutely, man. I I mean, you hit it right on the head. Um, I did a a video on it uh, just uh, like a few hours ago. Uh, you know, on Sports of the Legend TV. You know, my YouTube channel. So feel free to you know listen to that as well, folks. If you haven't listened to it yet, um, yeah, but. Man, that was a like you said. This this season was phenomenal. Like oh, it was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I loved the first season. I mean, it was great. It, it, it set the foundation. You know, they created new characters. They had a lot of Easter eggs and throwbacks to the, uh, you know, to stuff that, you know, fans of the series would would recognize. But if you weren't a, if you were a casual Star Wars fan at best. You could have just watched the first season and you would have been, you would have, you know, you would understand what was going on. But the second season, man, they just took it to a whole new level. They went 
deep into Star Wars lore. Like, they brought back fan favorites, like uh, Ahsoka. Um, they they brought back Bo-Katan, like a, a, a episode, I think, prior to that. They, 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 you know, they brought back, um, let me see, they brought back um, Bo, uh, Boba Fett, which, you know, they teased, they teased it on uh, the, you know, the the original, I mean, the first season, you know, when they were in Tatooine, uh, when we thought uh, Fennec Shan was, uh, was killed, uh, you know, fans was, you know, was thinking about that, you know, um, about that, um, you know, about that, uh, that reveal, that, that tease that Boba Fett might have uh, been alive, even though we last saw him, you know, uh, about what thirty-seven years ago, um, getting swallowed by the select creature in uh, Re- Re- Return of the Jedi, which I think takes place what five years um, after uh, before the Mandalorian in uh, you know in uh, st- you know Star Wars War. So it was a you know very uh, major moment, and then afterwards. Uh, and then you, you of course, you got um, the big reveal that Ahsoka told them that you know basically um, that she, you know um, Baby Grogu has to be uh, brought to Tyron Tyson, I think is the name of the planet. Um, you know, so he could seek out a Jedi. But you know, there's there's very few Jedi's, so. You know he's gonna have to um, he's gonna have to um, you know seek out a, a Jedi and a, a Jedi will will you know um, reach out to him. So once they said, I was like, wow, this has to be epic. This, it has to be Luke, uh, Mace Windu somehow surviving Order sixty six and his battle between uh, Emperor Palpatine and uh, Revenge of the Sith. So I was like, it has to be on that level. I don't think it could be a, a like a B level. Um, Jedi at, at 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 its best. It has to be like a, a Jedi Master type of guy. So I was like, this, it has to be Luke. No doubt about it. it has to be Luke. So basically, um, I was hyped for that episode. I was like, man, I hope it, I hope it's Luke. So you know, basically, um, in that episode, um, Mando. Boba Fett, they had a, you know, they, they met up with, uh, you know, Bo-Katan um, and, uh, you know, a Sasha Banks character. I, I, I always forget her name for whatever reason. I'm going to have to research what's her, what's her name. You, look, look up her name, by the way, uh, Sasha Banks character. Let me see. Um, so, she, you know, her character had a beef with um, Boba Fett because they feel he's not a real Mandalorian because he's a clone of Jango Fett. So they had a, a mini complication. Then they joined up with uh, Mando. And it was just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal episode all in all. I mean, like, it was it was just, it was dope. So is then... It, uh, oh, is it Mercedes Varnado? Yeah, that's that's uh, Sasha Banks' real life name. I mean, real name. Oh, that's her real name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me see here. What's her name then? Um... What was I gonna oh, say? Casca Reeves. How you say it? Casca Reeves. Mm-hmm. Casca Reeves. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So Casca Reeves was having a um. They had a little um beef with uh, Boba. And then after they joined forces, then um you know um. Uh, Mando had the battle with the with the dark trooper. After he successfully got rid of the um, the other dark troopers, um, he was battling one. And my only critique with that scene was that, um, you know, they they should have shown them the mask getting destroyed, the the helmet being destroyed by the punches of the by the punches of the um, the robot. You know what I'm saying? Instead of the wall around him. Yeah. That that was my only critique of that fight scene. And of course, you know, he he beat him with the best scar armor and then you know he had the confrontation with Moff Gideon which you know I talked about that in the in in my video and uh and then of course so basically then the 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 you know the the battle troopers the dark troopers um you know they they all came back and they were gonna kill them and of course 
We all know what happened. And then the the best the best moment in Disney Star's history happened. And then you know they they showed that the X wing fly fly by. And once I saw that, I was like, oh shoot! I'm like, yo, do not do not play with me, Disney man. It has to be him. Because <laughs> there's only one person, there's only one Jedi who who has an X wing. You know what I'm saying? If it was other people. It would have been a multiple X-wing flyer, you know, pilots flying all at all at the same time. So right there, that was like the clue. Just like when Boba Fett had the slave one coming in that episode um, to confront, uh, you know, Din Djarin, aka the Mandalorian, for his his best car armor. That was the first thing I was like, oh shoot, like it has to be him. So then afterwards, you know, they showed, uh, you know, they showed us a Jedi. I didn't see the, I didn't see his mat, his uh, his glove. Like other people were saying, but once I saw the green lightsaber, I'm like, "Oh shoot, it is him!" And you know, I was just, I was just hyped because I was like, "Oh shoot, Luke is back!" You know, obviously this is, you know, before the the sequel trilogy, and we all know what happens, you know, afterwards. But just staying in the moment, it was just awesome to see, you know, you know, Star Wars, you know, a long time Star Wars fans getting that moment of seeing Luke in his glory, in his prime, just destroying the opposition. I mean, it yeah. was, it was, it was just awesome beyond words. So then my, my next thought was like, is it going to be, you know, Mark, Mark Hamill reprising his role, you know, via, you know, a, 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 a CGI or deep fake kind of thing, or would they just recast him as uh, Sebastian Stan, you know, the, um, the winter soldier from the, the MCU. So, you know, fortunately, fortunately for me, you know, when he removed the the um the cloak, it was him. But even then, I was like, okay, that that really does look like him. It might be him, because I was like, it could be Sebastian Stan too. You know, who for all I know, because he he really look he he's a, he's a dead ringer for Luke. You know, during the original trilogy. So that was my thought. And then then you had the moment with uh you know with Grogu and um. And uh, you know, of course, Luke and and uh, you know the Mandalorian and how it, you know, Luke was saying that uh, you know Grogu was acting for permission to go with him, and it, and it reminded me of uh, um, the Phantom Menace, how um, Anakin was asking his mom for permission uh, so he could go with Krakon to start on his you know hero journey. So you know, basically, and then afterwards, be, but before he left, he wanted to see. Uh, you know, the Mandalorian's face, which we all know, you know, it, it, it's sacred for him to keep his face covered, you know. So just seeing that moment of him being masked, unmasked, and seeing his son with his own eyes reminded me of, you know, Return of the Jedi, you know, with uh, with Vader and Anakin. So, I mean, it was just a, a great, great episode, hands down. I mean, a, uh, a must-watch. I mean... The only the only episode this this season I, I would say is the worst one would be episode uh, would be chapter two which would be chapter ten, I, yeah chapter ten because each season is is eight episodes, so um, and that that episode was okay, but compared to all the other episodes with the Boba reveal, and uh, him meeting Bo Bo Katan reuniting with uh, Grief Karga and uh, Cara Dune, um, Ahsoka. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened after that. Seventh Mandalorians. One, yeah, the man. Right, right. The Mandalorians. And, it's like it was. It was so epic. I mean, every episode. Yeah, even Mayfield. Mayfield had a a character arc. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I never would have would have saw that coming. Like it. I mean, and then it led up all the way up to this this moment. You know, with this with the with the battle. Uh, you know, Mav Gideon and and and, uh, and Mandalorian finally fighting it out, and you know how um, Gideon, even though he lost, he he outsmarted him because now the Ma- Mandalorian has a new enemy in Bo-Katan. You know, so I mean, it's just a it was just a great episode, phenomenal episode. Can't wait for season three, and then. 
the even bigger reveal. I, I'd say on the level, maybe on the level of the, 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 the hero reveal, the Jedi reveal. And that's the the epilogue with, um, you know, on Tatooine, uh, Bib Fortuna, you know, uh, uh, Jabba the Hutt's former right-hand man, um, you know, ruling in his place because it was shocking. You know, um, Bib Fortuna was, I, I mean, I assumed he was dead because he was on the, the um, sail barge with, with all of them in Return of the Jedi before it, you know, blew up. Spoiler alert again, but... It's, I mean, I assume he died. I don't know how he got how he got out of there, but you know, somehow he survived. And then he was greeted by Boba Fett. The only way Boba Fett knew how to greet somebody he knows, and he just basically shot him and took the throne. And now he's the 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 ruler of the 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 underworld in uh in you know in the crime syndicate. So I mean, yeah, I mean it's gonna be awesome. I mean. We don't know how when he came back for Fenric Chen because Fenric Chen was with uh, was with the other good guys before Boba left. So somehow they rendezvoused, you know, rendezvoused and went to Tatooine and set up the Book of Boba sequel. So uh, I'm pumped for it, man. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see. You know, this next season if they're just gonna dedicate that whole season to Boba Fett. Yeah, that's the that's the rumor. Whether it's gonna be Season three is gonna be all about him, or if they're gonna fluctuate back and forth between the Mandalorian and him, or maybe even uh, Bo-Katan also, since she's a she's a Mandalorian also. Mm. So it's um it's gonna be interesting. And then of course they, you know, they're gonna have the Soka Tano um, spinoff series, um, Rangers of the New Republic. They're gonna have a lot of spinoffs from this uh, this show, man. Now they gotta. A Filoni verse slash Favreau verse, you know, in in uh, Star Wars, man. I can't wait to see what they what they have in store. Star Wars mm-hmm. is back. Yeah, that 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 cameo by Luke Skywalker definitely redeemed the Star Wars franchise. I would say, mm-hmm. don't you think? Yeah, and remember, I was telling you about this ever since Last Jedi. The only way they could redeem Star Wars was to find a way to bring him back. Now, mind you, this is prior. This is uh, like 20 years prior to the events of the sequel trilogy. So unfortunately we know what happens afterwards. So unless they find a way, maybe through the Ahsoka series, she goes to the world, world between war, war, world between worlds and um, somehow alters the future and make it more, um, you know, better for the heroes of the original trilogy. Everything's going to end horribly. And uh, that's why people were worried about Grogu, whether he was, you know, there when Kylo Ren turned to the dark side at the temple. But, you know, I'm pretty sure it was like at least a, a about a 20-year um, difference. You know, Grogu could have left long, you know, he could have left a long time ago. So I strongly doubt he's going to be, he was killed in the, in that, um, you know, the, you know, the scene where, where Kylo Ren, um, allegedly destroys the temple mm, in terms of yeah. the dark side. Um, but yeah, I'm just hoping, hopefully they can find a way to like retcon it, retcon what happened in the sequel trilogy and make it go down an alternate timeline and you know try to give the heroes a, a happy ending because they had a happy ending in you know, at the end of Return of the Jedi and for them all to, everything to just go down horribly like that It you know, it's messed up but Hey, let you know we're just gonna focus on the positives, and you know they finally kudos to Disney, kudos to Dave Filoni, kudos to John Favreau, and all the people who made it possible. Um, Peyton Reed was the director, the same guy, who, the same guy who directed Episode Two of, you know, with the frog, the frog lady, and the the spider stuff, which by default was the worst episode. But all in all, it was a good episode. But compared to the other episodes, it you know it pales in comparison. So. You know, kudos to everybody, and you, you know who made this episode possible. And um, yeah, yeah, it's awesome, man. Uh, I mean, this to me, I think this might this might be the best episode ever. I mean, we've had a lot of best episode ever's in this this season alone. But yeah, just that epic moment of uh, you know him mimicking his father and and then Maul in the series finale of uh, Clone Wars. I mean, it was just. 
I mean, it was epic. So the force is strong, you know, with stars right now. Oh, yeah, so, no doubt about it. Anything else you'd like to say about it before we... Uh, no, you you hit it. I mean, you hit all the noise, all the uh, main points. I mean, this was by far the greatest episode of Mandalorian that we've seen, and the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. I think it's just gonna get even better from here. Exactly. So they actually did it. They actually, they actually got the the greatest uh, Jedi to pop up. So I mean, now everything. Everything is possible now. So we'll see what happens next year, 2021. But, um, yeah, shift the, um, shifting gears. Um, yeah, you know, we're talking about new hopes. So I guess we'll, we'll talk about the Knicks. You know, the, the Knicks, um, obviously they're nowhere near a championship caliber team, as we all know, but, you know, the Knicks, they they finally look like they have some pieces, where, you know, where they could, you know, have some talented young players to to build upon. And um, you know, quick quickly he had like he had like his best game, uh, the last the, the last the last preseason game. Scored twenty two points, uh, five five steals, five five assists. I mean, he you know he's he's making all the critics look foolish because everybody was saying like. Oh, the Knicks drafted him 20, 20 um, picks higher, at least 20 picks higher than they should have. And he's so far, he's proven the dollars wrong. I mean, obviously, you know, we, you know, it's not regular season yet. Wednesday is the test when uh, Knicks uh, go on the road against their former rival, the Indiana Pacers in Indiana. So that's going to be, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, the the Knicks are right now. It looks like they're three and one in the preseason. Mhm. And uh, Emmanuel quickly, he might be the point guard going into the season. He yeah. played real well in the last game. He had like twenty two points. It looks like five assists. Mhm. So this guy might be our starting point guard. I know he he definitely he definitely. He definitely uh, looks like the point guard of the future, and I, I remember um, he stood out to me because uh, John Calipari he was bragging, he was bragging about the Knicks drafting, you know, his point guard, and he was saying like, like he was he was hyping it up. He was even one that broke the news because everybody was saying like, um, you know, like, you know, they were acting like the other team still was holding on to him. I don't remember what it was the team that drafted him, but he was on that broke it, gleefully broke it that. You know that he's going. He's going to get traded to the Knicks. So I mean, you know, once he said that, and then I started looking into his stats and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, Knicks got looks like they have a player. And you know, but you know, the way how he's playing, you know, he's living up to the to how he how he played in college. So yeah. And to me, I think they should just let the young guys play. Let them start. You know. I agree with you. Put Peyton on the bench. I know he was decent for us last year, but let these young guys, um, you know, they could be like the the, the Brooklyn Nets before they had KD and uh, and, and Kyrie. You know, just let these young guys, uh, you know, develop together, and and that's the only way they're gonna attract free agent talent. You know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. gotta we gotta focus on ourselves, because Clark Kent is not coming to to save us, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? None of these none of these players wanna come here. You know, so until we until we turn it around, that's when Knicks are going to be teams are going to be buzzing because there's 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 people out there that don't even know the Knicks used to be good because they've they've been growing up in the what the 2000s on and they know that the Knicks are synonymous with losing and being a, a laughing stock in the league. You know, they don't they don't know about the 90s Knicks how the the 90s Knicks team. Was the was the was the glue that kept the whole New York sports fandom together, unified? Because you know, in sports, you got the Mets and the Knicks. They're the the Mets and the Yankees. They're divided. You got the Giants and the Jets. They're divided. You got the Rangers, the Devils, and the Islanders divided. But when it comes to basketball, nine out of the ten 
fans in in the city are 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 um, Knicks fans. The 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 the, per, the percentage is it's probably is a lot smaller now since you know the Knicks the, the you know the Nets have Kyrie and and KD and the Knicks have been you know a laughing stock for God knows how long you know practically as long as I know you basically so <laughs> I mean it, it's just you know it's it's good that they finally they have a head coach. In Tom Thibodeau, a guy who was there as an assistant coach during the Van Gundy era, the last great era of the Knicks, and he's he's there to just pilot the ship, get them back to where they belong. Uh, yeah, what, what's your thoughts? I think uh, going forward, you know, you definitely need to start some of the young guys, you know. And Knox played real well in some of the yeah. season games as well. So exactly, he should he sh- he should he should get a chance to start too. Get his uh, well, I, I, I don't think he should start. He, he'll be a good. I think he should continue to come off the bench, provide that energy. Right mm-hmm. now, my starting five would be Mitchell Robinson. Yep, uh, at, at center. Keep Randall at power forward, small forward. Um, start topping at a mm-hmm. power forward or small forward. Shooting guard have uh, Barrett, and then point guard have um, quickly. Quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my starting five right there. Yeah, I, I think I have to agree with you. I, I think I would have preferred to put, I would have preferred to put Knox in front of Randall, but, but you know he is Randall is a guy, the big money guy, and you wanna. You wanna, um, you know, he's he's the more polished player, you know. Yeah. So I get the 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 um. I mean, in in all cases, I I think you're right to be honest with you because if it works both ways, if you have Randall starting, he you know he could um, provide a spark for the team because he could score. But if he he but if you want to trade him, his his trade value would be at an all time high. So starting him. Would not be the would not be the worst idea. Actually, it actually you actually have a point there that he should be starting. Yeah, I mean the guy he can score, just mm-hmm. needs to minimize his uh, turnovers. Turnovers, yep. but you know he ha- he's a talented guy. You know, yeah, he's not a bum. Yeah, yeah, they definitely shouldn't have given him the the NS Cantor treatment about them like. Basically benching him for no reason. The dude was like 25 years old. Yeah, he, you know he's. I mean, the dude scored. He 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 grabbed rebounds, but then they just benched him for no reason. And then they and they then they wanted to get rid of him. Like he had no trade value because they didn't even play him. They they stopped playing him for no reason. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you 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 made a good point. You you convinced me because I thought I thought Knox should have should have played. You know, he's a young guy. You know, give him you know give him the confidence. But it does work better if. If um, you know, if Randall stays in the the starting lineup, and you know, just have Knox come off the bench and you know, produce that way. Yeah, we need that guy bringing off energy, you know, off the bench. I think Knox can do that. Mhm. But they do look promising. I mean, I, I, you know, I love the hires that they've done in the off the front office, the head coach, the coaching staff. You know, they they have the they have the if the the, the young players could develop. And, and, and you know, really get into this defense. You know, believe in the defense. You know, they could be they could be a they could be a decent team. I mean, dare I say maybe even a seven or eight seed. I mean, I think that's their ceiling right now. You know. Yeah, yeah. I guess so, that's making playoffs. So they they just they just need to share the ball, play defense. You know, don't take too many stupid shots, and and, and they have a chance. You know, so, I, you know, I, I like the potential of this team, but we'll 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 see what happens on uh, Wednesday night. So yeah, so um, shifting gears to the Nets, um, the Nets they they won their last game, and I don't know if you saw, it, but uh, um, what's his name, Kate? Uh, no, not Katie. Um, Kyrie. Before the game, he was doing like some shaman voodoo like thing, sage stuff like on the on the court of of the of the um the Boston Celtics court before the game. What? Yeah, he was like he took like some incense stuff and he was just like 
flinging it all over all over the court, I guess to get rid of bad spirits or whatever the whatever the whatever he thought he was trying to do. Like that was kind of weird. Weird, but I mean, I mean, I mean, they they did win. I guess it worked for him. I guess I don't know. It was just Kyrie is becoming weirder and weirder. But um, and you know he's not. He's also uh, he says he's not gonna talk to the media this year. Yeah, he hasn't been. He hasn't been anyway, for the most part. Yeah, they're gonna be hosting the Warriors uh, Tuesday night in Brooklyn, and then they're gonna face uh, you know Celtics in Boston on Friday night on Christmas, to be to be exact. Yeah, KD looks good. KD's uh. Playing some defense, you know, he looks like he's fully recovered from that uh, mm-hmm. ACL injury. Yeah, he has. I mean, that's a, that's a miracle. He's he's healed so quickly, you know. Yeah. Obviously, he's gonna go through some hurdles, you know, down the line towards the end of the season, you know, trying to adjust to a, a regular, you know, to a a regular season. Well, I think the season's cut off, right? It's like seventy two, right? Instead of the the eighty what the eighty uh, season, so. I'd have to check. season or something, I think so. But yeah, I mean it's you know, I mean that's a good sign for the for the Nets. Oh yeah, by the way, also the Nets, the Knicks, they're gonna host the Seventy Sixers, uh, the night after Christmas uh, on Saturday. So that's a a notable uh, thing for the Knicks. And then the the following day, the Knicks host the Bucks. With Giannis, after Giannis became one of the the millions and millions of superstars who plays the Knicks and signed a huge deal, five year what two hundred twenty five million dollar contract, no so, surprise there. So he's not coming to the Knicks. You for you Knicks fans, Knicks fans nope. wanted him. So no more rumors about oh my goodness they're gonna get they're gonna get Bronny James to come out and come you know out of out of you know. In in five years to come with his daddy to play for the Knicks, I mean let's just I let's end all these rumors. You know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is gonna come out of retirement, play for the Knicks. <laughs> like we're gonna we're just gonna squash all these rumors. You know, uh, funny thing is the Knicks had a shot to try to get get him, but um the the that's what, but then the the Lake the um the Bucks traded him to uh to to L A. and the rest is history. But that was you know. Many uh, decades ago, of course, in the seventies, the last time the Knicks won a championship. But I digress. Yep. But speaking of uh, teams that haven't won a championship in over fifty years, my Jets. Let's uh, talk about talk about the Jets, man. How they uh, uh, they're gonna they're gonna be hosting uh, the Rams and. Um, yeah, I'm trying. What was the um? Oh yeah, that, that last week is when they got that they got their butt handed to them by uh, the Seahawks. No oh, surprise yeah, there. Forty to three. No, I mean, no surprise there. I mean, they. It, it's exactly what we. It, it's like that. Um, the coach. I'm trying to remember the coach who said it. Um, they are what we thought we were. They were what we thought yeah. they were. <laughs> it was a black coach. I'm trying to remember who it was. Um. Oh yeah, that was the. Oh, uh, Dennis. Teddy. De- no, no. Dennis something? He used to be with um, the Patriots and Browns. Um, are you talking about Cornell? Romeo Cornell? Yeah, was it, wasn't that him? No. I don't think it was him. I think it was another coach who said that. Like, they are what we thought they were or something like that. <laughs> Let me see. see if I can find out who this person was, man. Wasn't, wasn't it Romeo? I don't oh, think no, it no. Romeo. It was Dennis Green. Dennis Green. Yeah, yeah I yeah. know it was Dennis something. I just can't remember the last name. Dennis Green. Yeah, yeah there you go. But yeah, exactly, man. Like, I mean, what, I mean, what do you expect, man? The, we all knew the Jets were gonna get the blown out in that game, and then the the weeks prior to that, they they had tough breaking loss to um to the Patriots, the the Chargers, um, uh, uh they got blown out by the Dolphins, and then they they had that the heartbreaking loss to the Raiders, um, nearly two weeks ago. So I mean. What, I mean, what can you say about the Jets that hasn't been said before? I mean, they're doing all this just so they could get Matt Riddle. I mean, uh, Trevor, Trevor, what's his name? Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> but all seriously, but seriously, man, that dude look like that dude does look like uh, Matt Riddle. 
<laughs> well, right now, the Jets, so tomorrow they play in L.A. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be another tough test. Yep. You know, the Rams, they're 9-4. They're heading towards the playoffs, and they're playing real well right now. You know, they got their running game going. Um, I mean, the passing, passing game has been uh, inconsistent, but, you know, it can go off at any minute. So I think there's going to be a lot of points scored on the Rams side of the ball tomorrow. And mm-hmm. we'll see how the Jets fare against that. That's a loss. <laughs> but, um, yeah, switching to the Giants. Giants are going to be hosting the Browns. The 9-4 Browns this is going to be a tough test for the, the Giants. Yeah, that's going to be a tough test. I mean, Giants, they don't want to go on a losing streak here because, you know, right now we're we're competing with the Washington football team for first place in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we were to lose tomorrow and the Washington football team to win, you know, they would be in first place, so first place of the NFC East. So we we got to keep we, – we got to win this game tomorrow somehow. Yeah, hands down, man. You know, you got to defend home home, uh, home field, man, even though you, you're facing a tough, tough opponent, man. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, got to defend our home field. So hopefully they play much better than they did last week. Hopefully uh, Daniel Jones has a much better game. So hoping for the Giants win tomorrow. But it's then, a tough game because the Browns are good this year. Very good. And then the following week after that, uh, two days after Christmas, you're going to be battling a team you're very familiar with, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. yeah so that's why we have, that's why it's important to win this game tomorrow. You know, because uh, we have the Ravens. And then uh, we the end with the Cowboys, who we could – I I could see the Giants winning that game. So mm-hmm. tomorrow's game is, is very important. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, yeah. We'll we'll see what happened with with that for sure. Um, yeah, I guess MLB. Let's go to MLB. Uh, you know, uh, the Mets they they uh they officially signed James McCann. They had the press conference on uh, Tuesday, and uh, basically, you know, um, James McCann was you know was basically saying like um you know his ma- his uh, major goal. Is to to try to win multiple titles for the for the Mets. So you know we, we hopefully that comes to fruition. Uh, I mean, um, you know I I'm very you know I, I think the the signing is very promising. You know obviously, like I like I've always said I wanted Riamuto more because Riamuto is the obviously the better player of the two. But I mean James McCann he really wants to be here. You know he he explained how he improved you know offensively and defensively. You know, he had that drive to be the, you know, to be a better player. And most importantly, the 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 the, the pitchers he played for, um, you know, um, Lucas Giolito, who he who he uh, threw the no hitter with, and uh, you know, Dallas Keuchel, you know, they've all sang his praises. They love, they love pitching to that guy. I think he was even Giolito's, uh, uh, you know, um, number one, uh, you know, catcher. Even though they they um they hired, they signed um uh, Guandao, um I think it was what last year or was it two years two years ago I think it was last year they they signed Guandao. Um so. You know basically. You know I think James McCann's gonna be a great great fit with the with the Mets. You know he could be like, the you know the modern day Paul Duca, you know be that fiery, um, impactful catcher. That you know carries the city on his on his uh, on his back. Yeah, you know. Uh, so. Yeah, I could see him being a Paul Duca type player for the Mets. Mhm. But I think he'll have a good season with you guys. Yeah, uh, they signed him for a four-year, forty million dollar contract. Yeah, I think I think he'll he'll be uh, he'll be good for the Mets. But yeah. most importantly, the Mets have to sign George Springer and hopefully Trevor Bauer. George Springer is non-negotiable. They have to. They have to get George Springer because he's going to improve every dynamic of the offense. 
and defense of the team. He's the best center fielder available on the market. You know, he's the be- he's the best hitter on the market. He's going to be the best defender to, you know, show up that the 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 center field like I mean, they need that guy. They they really need that guy in every possible way to improve to improve that team, to improve this team. Yeah, they have no to get him. I want Bauer here, but Bauer, man, he's just teasing. He's teasing with everybody. He just wants attention. He, he, I think he just dropped a video yesterday or today about should he sign with the the White Sox. Like, I mean, he's flirting with everybody. The the Mets, the <laughs> he, Mets, the uh, he's like a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's been flirting with everybody. Like, I mean, come on, man. It's like you know he's gonna draw this thing out. He's not gonna sign with a team until opening day, man. Like. <laughs> Unless if you promise him he's gonna start opening day, he ain't gonna. He's not gonna. He's not gonna sign until opening day. It's like it's getting to this point. Like you know, he's not gonna sign until at the earliest next year. You know, January. This guy's gonna sign like in in February. Like yeah. this guy's milking it. Like if this was old Mets, Mets would have never had nothing done. Mets wouldn't have gotten McCann. They wouldn't have signed the um, May or all these other people. They would just been waiting and waiting for for. Um, for Rio Muto and and um, Bauer to make their decision and not make any moves whatsoever and just say, oh, you know, we're just kicking the tires. Uh, we spoke to him the other day. And then they don't end up with not, nobody because they weren't willing to spend the money. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with Springer and Bauer. Well, I, that kind of rhymes when I think about it. Springer and Bauer. Yeah. But um, yeah, they they definitely need those guys, and hopefully, improve the bullpen with uh, Liam Hendricks or uh, Brad Hand. So I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, but those two guys, I think they should definitely get those the the the, the aforementioned guys. So yeah, we'll see what happens with the the Mets. Um, obviously, you know the Yankees. Their their number one goal is to um is to um, uh, re-sign LeMahieu. Yeah, I don't know what's taking this taking so long. I mean, sign already. I mean, just, mm-hmm. just you know, this thing is just being, it, it's, I, I don't know. Just go ahead and sign already, man. I'm taking too long with this. Dragging would, it for no reason. What, what would you rather? Here's a tough question. Which one would you rather? Re-sign LeMahieu? Or sign Bauer. We sign Mayhew. I, I I would agree with that. I would even though Bauer, I mean he's a, you know obviously he's a phenomenal pitcher, but Yankees always have the resource to try to get another pitcher. Yeah, pitcher, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Lemayhu he fits the he fits the offense perfectly. He gives them a dynamic that they don't have. I mean, the only second play that I'd say is closest to him on the team. Would be uh, Gardner as a like a leadoff spark type hitter, instead of all the other guys swinging for the fences all the time. So I mean, they definitely they definitely need to you know resign Lemayhu. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, and I I guess Gardner as well since he's a free agent and you know he it should be his last year with the Yankees. Yeah, I mean uh, if it's a cheap deal, uh, but you know, yeah, I, I, I I honestly think Gardner, it's time for him to retire already. You know, mm-hmm. I mean I love him, but you know, mm-hmm. I think his day his days are starting to his best days are behind him. You know, so who would you, would you want? Do you think the Yankees should go after Jack, Jackie Bradley Jr. or just stay within for whoever they're gonna play in the outfield? I well, I mean, they, they they got guys right now that they could uh, have playing the outfield, and they got um, what's his name? Um, the young guy, forget his name. Um, the redhead. Um, oh, Frazier. Clint Frazier. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We, I mean, Yankees fans have been calling for him to start for a long time now. I think mm-hmm. it's his time to shine. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, yeah, I, Bradley Jr. would be a serviceable. Serviceable player for us, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I love Frazier. I want him to start. So he'd be a good fourth outfielder. Yeah, yeah. Any, you know, any other teams, basically, for sure. But um, yeah, I I guess um, 
shifting gears to um oh yes um yeah there's two news I I, I gotta cover I gotta cover the Henrik Lundqvist news I don't know if you heard about that and also um the the Negro leagues I don't know if you heard of the news about the Negro leagues uh no what what's the news yeah basically uh uh Rob Manfred um you know basically said that he he's uh you know he's admitting the 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 NL the you know the Negro League players into the major, major leagues. So their stats their stats count as major league stats now. Really? Wow. So that's gonna change yeah. everything. That is gonna change everything. So the question is, are they going to go full full you know, born and and literally include all the stats like basically like they include the players, but by including all the stats the MLB is gonna be different. Like um, um, Josh Gibson would be the home run hitter, would be the home run leader because he had like reportedly 800 home runs, which would surpass Barry Bonds, um, obviously Hank Aaron and Babe Ruth. So are they gonna go? Are they just gonna add the players, or are they just gonna? Are they gonna go full born and and uh, you know go full born and just add them, add everything to the to the major leagues? Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work out. That's going to be very complicated. Yeah. It is going to be complicated because major major leagues is going to – it will literally never be the same. The, yeah. The stats. And it would have been nice if they would have done this decades ago when, when a lot of these players are still alive. Because, exactly. most of them are, 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 you know, are passed away. So – it would have been a lot better, you know, if you had, you know, these iconic players, you know, still around to, um, to at least be there. I mean, we yeah. do have some great Negro League players who are in the Hall of Fame. I mean, when you think about it, most of the, the, the basically all of the, um, the, the first ever um, Negro player, you know, black players at the time were Hall of Famers. You had Jackie Robinson, um, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Larry Doby. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Willie Mays, of course. Um, I'm trying. To, there, I mean, there was there, there was a bunch. There was. I mean, there was a bunch. Like basically every every uh, every every first ever black player ended up being a Hall of Famer. When you think about, it. if you look if you look down the line. So I mean, you know, uh, interesting. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting what they're gonna do with the stats if they're gonna stats official as well. So, yeah. but um, yeah, and then onto you know NHL hockey. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist, uh, you know, after he signed the the contract with uh, the Capitals after leaving the well actually the Rangers um, cut him. You know, after he he was on the team for 15 years, he signed with the Capitals, and now he just recently found out that um, he has a, a heart problem, so he's going to sit out the rest of the year. The you know the he's going to sit out the year in in hockey. So um, you know this could be career th- threatening. You know, so uh, you know I wish him the best. You know if this is the end of his career or if he's going to come back after, you know, come back after next year and try to, you know, you know, um, restart his career and, you know, with a new team. So, I mean, you know, best of luck with him. I mean, he's a, he's a, you know, he's an icon and, you know, hopefully, you know, wish him the best. Yeah. That's a recovery. That's a, Yeah, I mean that's 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 very serious. It sounds like. Mhm. But uh, yeah, uh, hoping it must be recovery. And uh, if it is career-threatening, I mean, he certainly has. He's had a, a great career. Mhm. Especially as a Ranger, so. Mhm. But yeah, best of luck to him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he didn't even get a chance to play with the. He didn't even get a chance to play with the um, the Capitals after he signed with them. Wow. But he did say he did say that uh you know after his his playing career is over he would go back 
you know, to the, you know, to the, to the, um, to the Rangers. So I, I wonder if that would, if that deal would still happen. I mean, I don't know if it would instantly happen after he just signed with the Capitals, if he would maybe spend a year or two with them, you know, behind the scenes and then go to the Rangers. Time will tell. You know, he signed a one-year, $1.5 million contract uh, with the with the Washington Capitals. But, um, you know, because of the heart condition, he's going to miss the He's gonna miss the, the the you know the the entire hockey season, the, the, you know the entire NHL season. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely keep you guys posted on you know whatever his decision is. But uh, shifting gears uh, to WWE. Um, yeah, on SmackDown, uh, Kevin Owens, the Kevin Owens show was basically him getting beat up by, by the Usos family. The the entire the whole entire episode, uh, you you saw it. The SmackDown. Uh, yeah. Let me see. I saw bits and pieces of it. Yeah, but the bits and pieces you saw were basically Kevin Owens getting beat up by the, by uh, Jay Uso and Roman Reigns. Yeah, so that and uh, what else happened on SmackDown? Can't even remember um, what today. Sasha and Carmella confronted each other. Oh yeah, that again. Yeah. Mhm. And having that Chamillier dude, you know, um, attacking um, Sasha Banks or right. distracting her. You know, like he's her butler or something. <laughs> you know, Master Je- Master William. Must think he's he's Jeffrey or something. <laughs> but then Jeffrey wouldn't stand for that. You know, he you know, he, he you know, he's wisecracking. That 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 dude wasn't doing nothing except interfering. But um uh I think I think Bailey beat um B- Bianca Belair, if I'm not mistaken, in in the match. But uh, on Raw you you had uh Randy Orton and, and Bray Wyatt confronting each other, battling each other all over the place. Oh yeah, and, that was and the highlight of the night, pretty much. Yeah, that's gonna lead up to tonight's Infernal match. Oh so, yeah, I forgot about the pay per view, right? Yeah, I know this. This pay per view was like way out of the place. It's like they could have held on to this or did this earlier. It's like, it's like, darn it, I'm not gonna get these people you know Christmas break. I have to work. It's like, come on, like this is like so out of place. Like, yeah. it should happen like last week. But um, yeah. So let's let's get into this TLC. What you uh, what you think? Uh, New Day versus Hurt Business. Now, I mean, I'm thinking New Day has to win again. But I mean, come on, Hurt Business got to win a title for a change. So I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Hurt Business and look like a fool again. Uh. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with you. I'm gonna say hurt business. I I, I think they're gonna win the titles. They have to. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They're gonna have the numbers because MVP is gonna be in the you know MVP is gonna interfere. They don't have Big E anymore, so they, even though it's a two on two matchup, you know MVP is gonna make his presence known. Yeah. The referee's not looking. Then you got Sasha Banks versus Carmella. For the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, Sasha is definitely gonna um, retain it, even though they're teasing Carmella is gonna ret- is gonna be her. Yeah, I, I think um, I think I'm gonna go with Sasha to retain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if and if she has any problems, she could call on Bokatan to help her out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Bailey ain't gonna help her out. So, <laughs> yeah, I think Sasha's gonna retain it, even though they're teasing Carmella might win it. Mm-hmm. I think Carmella eventually will win it, but not, not at yeah. this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Then you got Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, tables, ladders, and chairs match for the WWE Universal Title. Roman, Roman Reigns. Reigns. Roman Reigns is definitely gonna is definitely gonna retain it. 
Like, yeah. Let's be, let's be real here. Roman Reigns going to win it, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Now that Jackson Shane Baszler is going to be fighting Asuka and a, and a wrestler to be named later because Lana got hurt, which I think is messed up. Like, they've been pulling up Lana to go against these girls, and then when they finally have the opportunity, they injure her. Like, come on, man. They're definitely punishing her because Rusev left to to AEW. Yeah. Lana's on her way out for sure, the way how they're treating her. I'm going to go Asuka. Asuka and... um, Asuka and... uh, The mystery mystery person? Well, the mystery person, I think, is going to be Lana. You think it'll be Lana even though she's supposedly hurt? Yeah, I I think she's faking it. No, she's not. I mean, she's not faking it. She just, she just would uh, try to fight even though she's hurt. I think. I, I think. I she's really. It. She's really hurt. No, I mean storyline purposes. You you saw what's her name stomping her her hand. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, and then Oscar yeah. comf- uh, comf- comforting yeah. her. But I think I think somehow she's gonna miraculously recover from that injury, and she's gonna help Oscar out in that match. Yeah, I think Lana's still gonna. I think Lana's gonna fight, even though her hand is is she's gonna fight basically with a broken hand, because when Shayna Baszler you know breaks your arm, you basically you're out. Your arm is out for like Lord knows how long. So I think somehow she's gonna find a way to to if she's not if she's like capable to fight as they're saying, she's gonna interfere in the match and help Oscar and whoever whoever's the mystery opponent win. But I do yeah. think it, it might be Lana as the mystery opponent, and she's somehow she's going to fight even though she's injured, and uh, you know they're obviously going to target that arm, but she's going to persevere yeah. through the pain. Then you got probably the match I'm more interested out of all of the matches, and that's the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton in the first ever Firefly Inferno match. Wow. I would say uh, I'd go with The Fiend because that's his match. So he has to win that. Yeah, I would think so. I would think he would win it. If it was regular Bray Wyatt, I would say Orton's going to win, hands down. Like at that WrestleMania match they had. Yeah. But, yeah, I think The Fiend, the Fiend is going to win this. And then last but not least, you got Dream McIntyre. Defending the WWE title against AJ Styles in a tables, ladders, and chair match in their first ever match against each other one on one. Drew McIntyre will retain. This is going to be a good match, but I'm going with Drew McIntyre to retain. Mm-hmm. Even though he's going to have almost, you know, uh, the black bat, the black ninja dude in his corner. Yeah. But Drew McIntyre is going to win anyway. Yeah, I w- I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what else happened. Uh, I'm trying to think what happened in um, the other stuff, AEW and and uh, what was it? Uh, AEW and um, NXT. It's drawing a blank. Um, yeah, I can't even remember. It's a blur. It's a blur to me. What happened? Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's his name? Karrion Cross. He returned. Um, I can't remember anything else. I think that's when he was attacking Damian Damian Priest. I think I I can't remember. It's like so much. It's a it's a blur. Yeah, NXT. Um, yeah, A A W. I'm trying to think what happened. Um, I'm trying to think what's the memorable thing that happened on A W. Man, I just can't even. I can't even remember. I saw both of them. I can't even remember. Well, I guess that's that's about, that's about it. Can't even remember. <laughs> but uh, anything you'd like to say? Uh, well, everyone just have a happy holidays. Stay safe. And yeah, just you know, have a great Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, and uh, yeah, happy holidays. All right, you're the guy.
hope you guys have a uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, you know, happy Kwanzaa, happy uh, Hanukkah. You know, just I uh, hope you all have a wonderful and blessed uh, holiday season. And I hope you guys have a, a happy New Year's as well. We'll come back in uh, a few weeks in uh, in January. So he's uh, Macaulay Matthew. I'm Boy Ramo. I'll see you guys uh, next year. Peace. And may the force be with you. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW group void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus